0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the go play that podcast it is Wednesday the 19th of October my name is Rob Cook and I'm joined by Tom Wolford hello and by major hindsight himself Stu Oswald hello and uh, we're going to have a VR chat for for this whole episode today because PSVR came out last Thursday, um, and we've all had some experience with it to varying degrees. And um, it's pretty exciting. We're all enjoying it from from what I'm hearing from from both of you. Don't give spoilers away. Uh, yeah, sorry. I mean, we'll fi- we'll figure out what our recommendation would be. Uh, I think we're all enjoying it to an extent that we'd say if you are interested in VR in any way that, that you should just jump in with this, especially if you've got a PS4 um, end, of the, end of podcast Yeah, here you go, so uh, Twitter and a yeah a short one Get the dinner on yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw over to Stu actually, who's been probably the most enthusiastic about it out of the whole bunch uh, to talk us through his, his first few days with the with the new system Go for it.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, basically, I hate the real world now. It sucks. (laughs) In the the real world, I'm not Batman. You know, Mm. in in PSVR, I'm Batman. You know, my my first experience with it was suiting up in the Batcave, doing a little dance in the mirror, seeing Batman look back (laughs) at me. And, you know, I smiled and laughed as a little child would. Mm.
0: You you said to me today that this is the the most excited you've been about games since... Those childhood days,
1: it is. I I don't remember, you know, this kind of excitement since I was a child playing video games. You know, every every game you boot up is a completely new and amazing experience. You know, it never gets old to see your apartment disappear and transported to a different world. You know, the Batcave, um, scary roller coaster. It's it's awesome.
0: Uh, You've said um, the Batman's your your highlight. I mean, is that mainly based on it being your first game or what is that game doing for you uh, that sort of elevates it above the rest?
1: I mean, it's basically kind of when it's boiled down, it's not much more than a very interactive film, you know, a short kind of Batman story. Mm. Um, I haven't finished Arkham City, but from my understanding, um, what I can follow, it basically is a sequel, a direct sequel to City. So in between City and Arkham Knight, um, continues the story on from there. Oh okay. Um and yeah, like I said, this it's a very good Batman story, although I reckon, you know, people have said two hours. I think you could finish it in forty minutes. Um but it's fun to play around in that world, you know, you have the Batcave all his gadgets, the computer, you know, everything is is kind of real and you can you can grab it on your belt, you have a utility belt, you look down, you know, you pick up your grapple and you look down the right, you have to clip it back on your belt. Um you have your batarangs in the front, you can throw them. Um and you have batteries. You don't, unfortunately. Damn it. But again,
2: can, no, no. But again,
1: you can do the back jig in a couple of mirrors in a couple of times in the game. So I think yeah, that makes up the, for it. No
0: one's stopping you touching your own nipples. No, like, yeah. you can do that whenever you want, Tom.
2: Yeah, I didn't need virtual reality for that.
1: <laughs> how, how do you move about in that you, game? There, there's no movement as such. Basically, it's all teleporting. you um, kind of, you know, so you start in, you know, after you start in the the Wayne Manor, you basically have access the Bat Cave by. Playing on the piano, and it's a mm. fully fully realised piano in the game. You could just sit there for hours playing real music, which is also really cool. Um, but then, basically, with
2: the move controllers,
1: <laughs> Nah yeah, so yeah, you are pressing down, like you see your hands and stuff. It's it's really cool. Um, but basically, you move around by just warping to different locations. So, say you are in the the Bat Cave, you'll have like prompts on the screen to like you know, sh- move, well, sometimes you move by shooting your grappling hook, but then it just kind of pulls you and loads. You never see, like, Batman move. You never see yourself move other than, you know, your hands. Sure. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's, it's the kind of at, at this early stage, I think it's the, the best they could do. Um, and it doesn't really take away from the experience, you know. It's, it's, it basically makes it, um, you know, a collection of interactive scenes. There's no transitioning between them with player agency. Sure. But once you're there, you know, you can play with all these gadgets. You can analyze blood even pick up a syringe and put it in yourself and it starts taking blood out which again is not prompted you in the game i just did that and it worked and i was mm. blown, blown away even just like there's a bit where you're like in a, a more because it's mainly a detective game you know you're not you're it's um, exploring the detective angle of batman you know there's no combat there's no fighting other than throwing the battering around at some things mm. and yeah you're in a morgue and you can just walk around picking up clipboards reading about the the patients the dead bodies and again, I just love the simple things like once you're done, you can just toss it down and it lands on the table like in real world like if you throw down something on the table how it lands, it lands perfectly. Mm. It's just incredible. It's never been so much more fun to like pull levers, press buttons, unlock doors. Just I just love being given a key by Alfred and putting it in, turning it and something opens is yeah. it's amazing.
0: Yeah, where we're all playing like we're playing games like Mafia where there's loads of stuff to do and loads of you know systems all working together and then you're just in vr all you need is this first time experience is doing simple stuff for the first time yeah i haven't actually played any any batman um my only experience with the psvr first hand so far was at earl's place uh he picked one up as well uh bob and myself are the only ones uh without psvr i think hush got one as well his hasn't Um, arrived yet yeah hasn't arrived okay where it's got to get through all that Switzerland security and stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Tom, you haven't played Batman, have you?
2: Uh, no, I I have it. And I have loaded it twice. But then both times I've got put off by the fact... Because I know technically you can play it with the DualShock 4. Um, sure. But I want though Because it can use moves. Basically, I haven't played any games with moves yet. Because I had some old moves and the battery were, was, you know, long out of charge so it's taken like full sort of 15 hour charge to get them back up and working
1: yeah i mean there's there's technically no games that require move but i certainly wouldn't recommend batman without two moves exactly yeah. anything where you've got two hands like yeah. you, you should really
0: invest in some moves
2: yeah i have two two moves but one is one just wasn't charged yesterday when i booted it as i pressed it, it was just like beep beep beep. i still need more charge so i left it on all afternoon finally it charged about the time i went to bed which was also the time that um, Until Dawn, Rush of Blood, finally downloaded as well. So, okay. Do you
0: want to talk about that for a bit?
2: Well, I haven't played either. I haven't played either Rush of Blood <laughs> or Batman because uh, they're both move-sensitive, so they were sort of further down my list. Sure. Uh, but you've played it as well, haven't you, Stu?
1: I've played Until Dawn, it's, yes. It's also very good. I mean, it basically... You know it, it doesn't hide what it is it's an on-rails shooter like literally you're on a roller coaster um it's, it's definitely enhanced if you've played until dawn to completion but it's not a requirement i mean it basically just uses some of the motifs and um scenarios from that game as like the setting but it's it's really good fun again you know it's a very simple game i've, I've never been a big fan of like, on-rail shooters um outside of the arcade but PSVR really makes me want more of those games. You know, it's just really good fun. You know, your dual wielding, sawn off shotguns or SMGs. It, it never gets boring.
0: The thing that's most impressed me about the VR stuff is the one-to-one motion with the hands and the fact that you can hold up a gun to your, you know, line of sight, close one eye and look down and pull off perfect like headshots and stuff. Um, I guess you've not experienced that yet, Tom, but, um, just that feeling of something in the real world that would work working perfectly in a VR scenario. Like that just opened up a load of ideas in my head for what they could do with that technology. Like just any single um, light gun game experience is just, you know, a hundred times better than it was before. Yeah. You know, with the old, the old technology of, you know, plugging into the back of the, the uh,
1: CRT. <laughs> I mean, the, the funny thing is, is I sometimes I find myself wondering, like, what the controls are. How do I navigate menus? And then I realise I navigate menus by looking at them with my face, <laughs> and I control the game by aiming my hand and you know pulling the trigger. Basically, yeah. it, it takes a bit of getting used to, to you know, before you realise that. Yeah, the controls are just me. You know, mm-hmm. Not like not like connect or anything. This is like true motion VR controls, and it, you know, you are only as good as you are in real life,
2: basically. I'm in a lot of trouble.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the, that
0: like has similarities to the Wii in terms of just the simplicity of control. Like you get it. You could probably, well, apart from the, you know, there's a bit of a leap in the technology that not everyone's going to get on with it because of the way the technology works. But in terms of how you control it, it's intuitive in that same way. Um, for rush of blood for me, uh, was maybe my second favorite of what I've tried. Um and I was also excited by that sort of roller coaster feeling when you go down like a long drop and then you, you know, start shooting back up, that feeling of your stomach sort of bottoming out the same way as you would on a roller coaster. Yeah. I felt that. I was tricked
1: into feeling that even though I was sat in a chair. I mean, they That's they keep cool. They keep it fairly conservative. I think they don't want to like kill people on day one. But yeah, you do feel like you're on a roller coaster. I mean, talking again about that in there's a bit later in Until Dawn where you get Swarmed by spiders, and again, you know, my brain felt every single spider crawling on me, and it was <laughs> fucking horrible. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I don't. Um, I don't even mind spiders that much, but having a
1: whole load of them crawl on you is a different story.
2: But uh, no, I mean that's that's the thing—the intuitiveness of it. I mean, I was—I didn't know the Batman game was a uh, was like a detective kind of game. I guess I should have worked that out. But I was sat <laughs> at my desk at work today, just thinking, like, how cool. Would like a proper like blade runner or you know noir detective game be with v r mm. you know you're sitting in your smoky office and the the dame with the legs that go all the way up you know walks in it's just gonna be i mean this is only the beginning, and like you said, Stu, I've felt exactly the same that I'm just clapping like a slightly slow child every time <laughs> something new happens, yeah you know, like even to the point where yesterday I was playing at Earl's recommendation, uh, I put on the Playroom. And I think the thing that Earl said was that he's really surprised, after playing the Playroom, he's really surprised Nintendo haven't jumped on, as far as we know, they haven't jumped on the the VR stuff. Because you play as your happy little Playroom robot, and you just run around collecting coins and saving other robots. But the absolute beautiful thing is they're sort of like Mario Galaxy-style levels, or Mario 64. But your controller is virtual in front of you in these games
0: yeah yeah you've got you've got that in the in the demo stuff as well and the the vr the playstation world stuff playstation world that's well, super effective
2: some of them do some of them don't um yeah but in this one you actually like can utilize like you can fire a grappling hook out of your controller at stuff in the world so you aim your virtual controller with your real controller mm. and then you can use the touchpad to like a bit like tear away uh, yeah, like yeah. launch stuff, and then like a little robot can jump on a wire and things. And just looking around felt really cool. So the idea of playing those games, like very sort of Mario esque uh, platform games, even worked. You know, it was like looking down, like you were sort of a a god or something, looking down onto the playing surface. And then you, I don't know how f- if you guys played it, but you go back into your playroom and you have like a whole diorama set up. Where you have the the centerpiece is a grabby claw machine that you pay for using coins that you get in the games, and your little robot goes down, and every single one of those things is three d modeled and active and sits in front of you and does something, so you populate your playroom with all these little toys and they they all just do something and i 'm just standing in there like a like an idiot you know just looking around at these like little collectible toys going like i 'm so happy." <laughs> Because my house is too small to even have amiibos, you know? So it's like, (laughs) (laughs) finally, yes, I can have the collection of my dreams.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that control, making the controller within the game and making, again, that placement one-to-one. Like, when I went to play at Earl's place and it was his turn to play, I handed him the controller and he knew which side it was coming in from, even though he had the headset on, because it started to to materialize in, in front of his eyes. And then when I handed him the move controllers, again, you could see them both coming in yeah it was
1: like surreal the the funny thing with that with batman is if i put my move controllers down and i you know i kind of forget where they are if i look around i just see batman's hands like (laughs)
2: laying around
1: lying around (laughs) waiting for me to pick them up and then if i and then if i put them in the wrong hands because they've already been associated like with his left and wrong hand he's like completely cat handed
2: (laughs) there's a philosophical question how do you pick up your own hands (laughs) With your teeth yeah but uh yeah talking about vr worlds as well i've been messing around a lot with that um mm. and what you were saying about the roller coaster part uh you get the same sort of feeling with the vr luge
0: yes yes i tried that as well which um that's a third control type because there's the dual shock there's the moves and then there's just twisting your head yeah um head causes motion. you to move in the in the luge 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 luge, luge.
2: luge. luge. yeah <laughs> But yeah. uh, that was good. That was that was one of the downsides, though, which I'd noticed, were that as yet, well, there's no vibration in the helmet sure. or anything. So in maybe, the f-
0: maybe a good idea.
2: Well, I don't know because in the VR luge, it's very much you only have your head to manoeuvre. Sure. So you do get the sensation of speed, and you do get the sensation of gravity. Um, mm. But what you don't get is any sort of impact feeling. Sure. Yeah.
0: Which or, is something, or like resistance, yeah, anything like that.
2: So, you know, you, you screw up a turn and you hit a car, you just fly straight through the car. You don't feel any sort of impact, which is something that I think as gamers we've got kind of used to mm. uh, very much. Like even with, a, even with a control pad in your hands rumbling, it's something, it's some kind of feedback. And I felt yeah. the Luge experience was a bit empty because of well, that. Speaking
0: like the move doesn't have them either. There's no force feedback in the, in the moves
1: yeah, don't there know. is. Is there? Cause there's a, there, again, there's a bit in Batman where my hands started shaking, and then huh. like like I would in the in real life, I looked down at my hands like, what the fuck's going on? And then suddenly, like a few seconds later, above me, the Bat plane arrives, and that's what was shaking.
0: Huh.
2: so maybe, maybe you, you didn't play anything that required maybe, the motion. I, I, yeah.
0: No, I think I just I think I just assumed that they didn't because they're so light. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> well. I'd, I'd maybe it's, I don't think it's true because they're exactly the same. They don't even say options. It still says start, you know. Cause so I bought the PS4 branded move box. You know, mm. I don't think they've made any changes or added no. any force feedback. No, I mean, they're no, still, I they're still really light. So,
0: mm. okay. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely there. Okay. Um, the other place that I got to try the sort of one to one, uh, Shooting was in the London Heist, which is another v r worlds or playstation worlds thing um I didn't play through the story uh, I've only seen it, but I played the the shooting range and again that's really good uh to you know to get the feeling of of shooting in there um but the one that I didn't think was so great from the from the worlds was danger ball mate that's oh, my
2: favorite yeah <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> i I, th- I just think it's it's a bit straining um maybe you know take a bit more time and I, i'd get into it but um were you straining standing because you're no no think, i think should be
2: i think that makes all the difference like my my room is so small or so narrow like uh stew you played the kitchen resident evil demo yeah. right i can't play it because i literally don't have seven feet of space between my tv and my wall <laughs> there's, there's not enough space it won't let me play it but with danger yeah. ball um i was standing up to play it uh didn't have the controller in my hand so it's it's literally uh i mean the concept is it's kind of tron-esque tennis pong in a 3d tunnel you're looking down the tunnel and you get And,
0: and you're controlling a target and as you look around the target moves
2: yeah so you're controlling your pong paddle with your face um it's all quite techno and stuff and uh yeah, it's. I, I found it really like I was I was sweating after it. I was like quite a workout because I was, you know, if you hit it in a different way, you get spin, you get you can, angle. Yeah, you can
0: put spin on it if you move the same way as you would on...
2: In fact, for, for those of you on camera, I don't know if you can see, but I've actually wounded my nose <laughs> by going pretty okay. hardcore on Danger Ball while having my glasses on inside the VR helmet. <laughs>
0: mm. Oh, that is another point that I'd forgotten about bringing up was wearing glasses. Like I, I wore my glasses inside because... Um, your, your brain needs, your brain needs them the same as in the real world to, to understand depth and distance. Um, and that works really well. Like it's, it's a light helmet. Um, and there's plenty of space in there, even for big hipster glasses like yours. So, yep. That's a relief. I guess we can talk about like the, the technology a bit more later. I want to talk a bit more about other games we've been playing. Okay. Was there anything else? Was there anything else in the, um, worlds?
2: VR as Well, the, the ocean Ocean exploration is quite nice just as a, an intro. Yeah. Because that was the first time, that was the first thing I played, so I literally put that on with the helmet. That's the first thing I saw was me in a shark cage descending to the bottom of the Pacific or whatever. Um, and it was just that wonder. Again, I think Stu... I don't think we can talk too much about the sense of wonder that it evokes when you're looking around like, oh my God. And you, the first time you look around and you see all the little plants go bloop and hide because mm. your head flashlight catches them and they're like, nope. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's just super nice. like um, It's kind of relaxing because the other two experiences after the shark attack thing, they're much more gentle.
1: You find the shark attack relaxed.
2: No, I said the other two after <laughs> the, after the shark attack. There's two more escapades underwater that are much more relaxing than ah. the shark attack.
0: <laughs> and then there's a jumping. There's a thing where you're like jumping between asteroids and shooting.
2: Ooh, I haven't seen that in, one yet in worlds. I think it's,
0: I can't remember the name. It's something explorers. Uh, I want to say, um, but I played some headmaster. Did you try that Tom?
2: Haven't played it yet. Downloaded it last night. So it was on my list for tonight or tomorrow.
0: Okay. That's just a football, you know, heading game.
1: But is it true that it has like a whole story about being in prison or something?
0: It seems to have some kind of dystopian future yeah, like setting. I,
1: I think you're meant to be in prison and you have to like head as punishment, like you're screwing headers as punishment. <laughs> I think they got a bit creative and bored when they're developing it. Yeah, it's they like, didn't play
0: it completely straight. It's not just a, yeah. a cold sort of clinical, Heady you know, target in. range. Yeah, I, d- yeah. I, don't know,
1: I don't know if I like the idea of making violent head thrusts whilst wearing
0: VR. It was a, it was, I was hesitant to begin with. Um, and also I felt a bit too close to the, to the balls as they were flying at my face. Um, cause there's ones where they come from one corner or the other of the pitch and you're standing in front of the goal and you can't really crane your neck back far enough without moving back. And if I'm sitting in a chair, I've got no option. It, it's strange. Like, I think it's a good game. Um, but it's difficult to... I think I'd, I'd need more time to see if there was a better way to play it. Like maybe standing up, but... I, I think so far standing up has been the best for most things I've played.
2: I've played everything standing up.
0: Earl mentioned that um, the system tells you that you should be sitting down.
1: Earl's a lazy fucker.
2: <laughs> I never saw that.
1: When you boot Batman, okay. it says we recommend you play this standing up with two oh, okay. controllers. Okay. There's yeah. the option for sitting, but it seems... You, you basically be, would be playing like a kind of... you know batman in a wheelchair basically yeah which is good
0: it's inclusive mm. <laughs> yeah um oh what else have i played then anyone got anything else to throw yeah, the out there two,
2: the two for sure that i've like the two absolute masterpieces that i've played so far mm. have been uh possibly the two most intense and claustrophobic which are thumper
0: right that's yeah
2: thumper is that. an absolute uh Blast again. Yeah, it's a beast, but it's terrifying at the same time. Like, it's dark, it's claustrophobic, it's fast, it's intense, and it's all over the place. And it's a one-button rhythm game.
0: <laughs> and, and it works within the constraints of VR, because you're, again, on like a rail. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's an on-rail, one-button rhythm game where you just have to hit X to power up your gun and uh, hit corners correctly. Um, I played through all of World 1, and it was already getting fairly intense. Um,
1: The music's really
2: cool. Yeah, the music, the setting, like all the alien tendrils and whatever that are floating all about. Um, Something that can't really be described until you're in there, I think.
0: It's one of the few at launch that are also playable without VR. Yeah. Um, But without VR, it just looks like a, a bit like Amplitude, but with more Attitude yeah and less um, tracks <laughs> whereas whereas in vr you're just it's much closer and there's the depth and you can you can look up and see the the stretching out of the level like as it continues up and the hor- sort of horizon point uh away from you
1: it's yeah, really it's really interesting it, it doesn't use much like 360 vr space but i don't think it's needed no it's, no it's-, it's more like in front and above
2: i think it's the rush yeah on that is the sensation of speed there's yeah, no yeah. time to be looking behind you whatever happens mm. um, definitely definitely
1: want to try with drugs <laughs>
2: <laughs> in my experience I don't want to I don't want to put anybody off but in my experience video games on drugs are really boring i haven't yet found a game which was fun <laughs> while taking drugs but anyway that's another story um, the other one which i think is my my all my favorite so far is res infinite like, I played Res back on the PlayStation 2. I
0: think. Dreamcast was the original. Yeah, was it, but it came but, out on PS2 as well, yeah. Yes,
2: yeah.
1: I, I think PS2 was one that came with a vibrator.
2: As it were. <laughs> I don't think we ever owned the vibrator. I don't remember because of the aforementioned drugs. But um, yeah, Res was, I mean, if you don't know Res, go have a look. It's a uh, wireframe. Guess you could say it's on rails. You don't really have control over where your character goes.
0: You're just aiming, yeah. You just Control it as the as, yeah. a, as the character moves through space, but it's a th- it's a s- sort of 3D shmup.
2: Well, it is now. I mean, it's the thing that Res reminded me of. I told you this earlier, Rob. I think, but it is mm. like what all the 80s movies thought VR was going to be.
1: It's lawnmower man, basically.
2: It is lawnmower man in a game, and it's beautiful for it. I mean, you know, I was standing up again playing it. And you get a sense of depth, like at the beginning there's a weird intro scene, which I think has just been added or whatever. It's Mm. like a lady robot, and you you look up and there's a massive tower, and you look down and, whoa, the floor's not there. (laughs) You've just got this gaping chasm falling below you, and then when you're actually flying through the levels, it's just like super fast, super intense, cool music. The wireframe means that you're not really overloaded, like I never got too sort of like Thumper can be a bit intense because everything's so shiny and new and neon and weird. But res Sleek, was just
0: like
2: yeah. yeah, res is the opposite of that. It's very square and pixely and but at the same time super fast. Like I got to the end of World One on that World One and Two and I was just like I finished I took it off. I was sweating, you know. It's like woo <laughs> that
1: was mm. cool. Yeah, it's one I'm gonna pick up down the line. Yeah. So I think the first one that could make me have ill effects, which I've not had so far.
2: Didn't feel it. Really didn't feel it. Like the only time I felt like even a bit of motion in it, because again, when you're flying forwards, it's fine because you don't feel like you're flying because you're third person. So you're mm. watching from behind your avatar. The only thing that made me feel a bit was when the camera swings to one side to catch enemies that are going down the side of you. Like, cause it's not your VR that does that. It's a forced camera. Yeah,
1: yeah. And
2: I think this is where the issue lies with a lot of these stuff is forced camera movement. Like, um, the, the one, the game that I had the most ill effects with and actually thought was the worst game that I've tried out of everything was drive club VR. A lot of
1: people are saying that I didn't try it myself
2: yet. But it's not the driving. The driving was fine. Once I was in motion, it was fine. What was making me feel ill was the menus.
1: I think it's Polygon, right? He said they released like this, an article saying why they're not reviewing Drive Club, and that was because it made everyone sick. Wow.
2: I've heard I've heard that it's made a few people like Earl said it made him lose mum's spaghetti. Um, but for me, I was I went in it, and again, the driving was perfectly fine. It's actually probably worse than playing Drive Club normally because the actual graphic fidelity is so low. Mm. Like, I was looking at my car, and it has, like, photo mode, and I was looking at my car, and I'm like, it looks like a PS2 model. That's... I,
1: I, I think it's a bit, a bit cheeky, and a lot of people agree, I think, that they've released a standalone game that you need to buy again. That's I know, something
0: yes. I was going to bring up. Like, um, Earl owns Hustle Kings, yeah, which is another launch game. Yeah. He owns the full game, and he doesn't own the VR mode, because they're just treating it as a new release, same as same as Drive Club. They're releasing that as a full thing.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that's I mean I, I can understand I don't agree with it, but I think Drive Club has more reasoning than Hustle Kings, but mm. I don't see why it couldn't be a patch for both of those games.
2: Well I think I think, you know, Drive Club being massively balked and at the you know, the normal Drive Club at launch yeah. and then, you know, being a first party title. And that's that's one thing that struck me actually was the, the level of quality in it just mm. put me straight off. And I'm like, this is a, I think it's a first party title. So it's like, why does this look the most shonky out of all the games that I've played up to now?
0: Yeah.
2: You know, you've got even independent developers, like uh, you're talking about patching something in. Um, Mike Bithel from uh, Bithel Games, you know, Thomas was alone, Volume. He mm. released for, as a patch, Volume Coder. And Volume Coder is a whole new set of levels for Volume for VR. And let me tell you, it looks amazing. And I was, I was thinking like, how is he going to do it? Because I was thinking you were going to play as the avatar. Sure. But it's not. It's really well done. You're standing in the top of like this uh, futuristic skyscraper, looking out over the city, and you've got like computer terminals in front of you. And when you launch a level, it comes up almost like a game board.
0: Sure, like a hit, like a Hitman Go style. Almost like Hitman board.
2: Go, like top down, but vertical instead of what you would see like in the normal game. Mm. So you're, you're looking at it top down, but it's, it's tangible, you know, it's Mm. in there and you, you're moving the character around and it just looks amazing because you've still got the room in front of you. So it is like you are playing not the avatar, but the protagonist of the first game who was using a VR to (laughs) hack into these systems.
0: Sure. Can you, can you like then lean in and see closer?
2: Yeah. 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 And you can look around a bit, you know, it's like, yeah, it's like, Mm. you you know, like you're standing in a boardroom. Using a VR to hack a system, and it's beautiful. Yeah, you know, it's really good, and that was a free patch from an indie developer.
1: Yeah, Yeah, Bound did a patch as well. Ooh, I've got Bound and and Catalateral Damage as well.
2: Oh, (laughs) I did not know that. I own both of those games, but Catalateral Damage
1: they're both VR now.
2: Right, nice. (laughs) My (laughs) my evening is sorted.
1: Uh, (laughs) Another game that does the top down thing that I think is probably going to be less played. I, that I liked is Wayward Sky. Okay, I don't, I, I don't think where... many people are probably going to play this one, but it's cool. It's basically built as a point and move adventure, and basically like you're describing in volume, you see the world from the top down, and you mm-hmm. use to move to points on the on the map, and the character, this girl, will run towards it, and then there'll be puzzles, and once you go to the puzzles, it's first person VR, like moving things around, and oh wow. It's, it's it's really, it's by the guys who did um, Super Monday Night Football, so Uber Entertainment. And it's basically, again, it's, it's billed as like a entry-level VR. It kind of teaches you VR with yeah. a nice little story, you know, nice graphics. And again, it's quite, I think it's the most unique thing I've played out of all the launch ones because of that kind of, it's a point and click basically, which then moves into first-person VR puzzles. So it's kind of an, and it's, you know, it's really laid back. It's really calm and nice music. It's, you know, bright colors. I'll oh, definitely. Um, so I, I, yeah, I, I think it's one that's not going to you know, be too popular amongst all the kind of you know, blockbuster games at, at launch, but I think it's a real nice VR effort. Hmm. I'll
2: grab it. I'll grab it, definitely. Because, um, you know, I like point-and-click stuff anyway, so it would be nice to, to play that. Um, trying to think if anything else. Ah, oh, yeah, the other one, which is really fun. Uh, if I got a little bit angry, maybe. But it's uh, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes.
0: Right, yeah. yeah. Which we've played We played um, outside of VR uh, at Agar, at my place. How in, do, uh, R, you, in R, you could say. We played it in R.
2: In R, yes, not in yeah, VR. Yeah. <laughs> not VR. <laughs> um, how does it work then outside of VR? Because in VR, it's really good.
0: Don't look at the screen.
2: Okay, so you've just got to hope then you're your mo- you're, don't cheat.
0: Yeah, you're using just the mouse to to uh like right click hold move it to move the camera around, and then left click to to interact with stuff um but how how we did it in
1: R was we had the person doing the bombers on the laptop weren't they so they yeah. were kind of hidden easily
2: ah uh, okay, mm. that makes sense because yeah. this is really great that the the fact the person with the headset on sees everything, but the person without the headset on sees nothing
0: Can't. yeah there's no way to see anything yeah,
2: yeah, so we uh we had the how, how are you
0: move sorry, how are you moving? The, the bomb case around then. Controller. Minority Report.
2: I don't know if it works <laughs> with moves I haven't seen. Maybe it does, but I uh, we were using Controller.
1: I, I think it works. Again, there's bits in Batman where you're moving things around Minority Report. You're, you're building things in real time. That stuff works perfectly.
2: Ah, nice. Mm. Okay. So, yeah, I was just using the Controller, um, and then we had the printed manual for the other yep. person with all the bomb instructions. Um, it's a really nice, tense little game. And again, the, the premise is really simple. I mean, literally, the, 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 the setup is a room. But again, everything's kind of so well realized. You look to your right, and you've got the instructions of the game on one wall, <laughs> <laughs> which is a really cool way of not having a menu. It's just literally, oh, the instructions are over there. I'm looking. Mm-hmm. Oh, there they are. <laughs> um, yeah, that was cool. Uh... You played
0: any Job Simulator?
2: No, I have it. haven't played it yet.
0: That's that's one of the most impressive I've seen. Um if you like Stu, you're gonna love it just based on the picking up and manipulating stuff in the real world, like in the virtual world, but you know,
2: yeah
1: ha- having in the sort of tangible reality. feeling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how fun just picking up like a stick can be. Mm. Or pressing a button.
0: But that's that's that whole game. Like you are simulating normal procedures. <laughs> yeah. Are you like working working in an office, and then you're working in like a restaurant, chop right? shop, yeah. restaurant? Yeah, that's, that's cool,
2: interesting. Uh,
1: what if your, your job your job is a fluffer. <laughs> I could see that working. Yeah. That would work very well in VR. Yeah, if you want it too. I don't
2: know. No, <laughs> <laughs> you may never be the same person who came who went into that VR. You know?
0: Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the um, I guess your disadvantage with the pl- the closed platform of of PlayStation VR is that you won't get all of those crazy. Uh, X-rated things that people are creating. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sure they're creating. I haven't, I haven't researched, but
1: I mean, you know, it's debatable it's if that's a good or a bad thing. I, yeah, I, I sure. think, <laughs> I, th- I think, it's pretty certain that it's going to get the good ones. Yeah, I mean, it's already got an upcoming list of all the kind of quirky PC VR games. Yeah.
2: Do you know what I? I, uh, be- I had another thought about a game that would work really well, and I don't know if anybody's coming up with it or or if it's in the pipeline. Imagine something like Rock Band or Rocksmith in VR.
1: But Rock Band VR is coming.
2: It is coming. Okay, I didn't yeah, know. Okay, or is it or is it Guitar
1: Hero?
0: One of them is no. Uh, rock, is adding, rock Band is Rock Band VR is coming, and yeah. um, Harmonix have already released
1: something called Harmonix
0: Music yeah. VR. Yeah,
1: yeah but VR. that literally just it just takes music from your library and just creates like visualizers. Oh, it's just a okay, yeah, yeah. and you can sort of play with so, it. So, and I and I think you need to have your music. Like physically, so it wouldn't work with Spotify, which is the only way I listen to music
2: on PlayStation. So. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. But um, yes.
1: you need to have your music in the PlayStation on a USB.
2: Imagine something so. though that that took I don't know, like you know, because rock smi- uh, rock band and guitar hero are the kind of cartoony. But what I really want to see is like you know, you get the Muse level, you're playing Muse, and you're playing on the Pyramid Stage at Glastonbury <laughs> in your hmm. VR on a on Saturday night that would just blow my mind you know being able to look around and
0: they they have those they have these you know the 3d camera stuff where you can sort of move it around like if it's like on Facebook and you can move your your phone around they have those experiences on on the Oculus and on the Vive where they've had those cameras on on the stage or just in the first uh, row of the crowd for for concerts and festivals and stuff and you can just load them up as just a video but you can Move around with your VR headset? They've,
1: they've got it on PlayStation as well. Um, oh, okay. It's like a thing you can download, like a package. It's the cinema thing. I can't remember what it's called. Cinema or something. Oh, okay. No, no, no. It's an actual app, like on the store. I don't okay. and I think it's like a load of stock videos of, like, you know, exploring Wildlife. mountains. Yeah, yeah. But it's <laughs> a similar kind of thing. It's just like a collection of pre packaged media.
0: Okay.
2: Did you, okay. Guys, uh, did you guys watch Invasion yet? I did, yes. Yeah. No, it's because you've got no joy, Rob. That's what it is. I don't have VR. Well, kick, uh, swap houses with Earl. He's got. <laughs> he's got two.
0: He's got baby twins. I think I'll stay here.
2: <laughs> no, okay. Why doesn't he give you his VR? Because he's never going to be able to play
0: it. I'm sort of biding my time on that. If, okay, if we're honest.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just inceptioning uh, <laughs> him every time he's next to you. Like, <laughs> are you
0: done? Are you done yet? Are you done? um I've got one more game on my list that I haven't played. So I, I, I don't know if either of you have play, played it. It's called Super Hypercube. It's made by Polytron. So Phil Fish, Fez. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. And, Surprising. I didn't know that. Well, I don't know if it's Phil Fish specifically, but it's definitely his company and he's like top of the leaderboards. Um,
1: but was but, Polytron his company? Because weren't they the guys that did walk? And he, and they just helped him with um, Fez?
0: What was his? I don't know. I don't know what his company's name was if it wasn't Polytron. We digress. I mean, well, you, you research. Um, the game is hole in the wall, you know, where you've got to sort of make the shape. You, you've got a block of different cubes that come into a random configuration and you need to move it around in 3D space, um, to the right shape to fit it through the wall. Okay. And it has to be in the specifics. And, and so you can see the wall coming towards you from the background. And you can sort of look past in VR, look past the cube, and see the uh, and see the hole to see what shape it needs to be in. And of course, it gets more complicated and faster.
2: It's like that Japanese game show thing where you have to jump to go through the hole in the wall. Yeah,
0: ex- exactly, exactly, yeah. and right. yeah, like it's you. um, it looks good. It gets more and more complex. Like each time you succeed in getting through the wall, they'll apply more and more blocks to your shape, you know, more cubes yeah. to your to your shape. Um, and then it'll get faster, and the time between one wall and the next wall will will speed up. You should try it yeah it lo- it looks like one of those you know launch of a hardware puzzle games that takes advantage of the hardware and you might end up coming back to quite often
2: i 've got a couple of a uh, couple of different games that I've, i 've again downloaded last night, and i haven 't had a chance. One of them is rigs, which i 'm hearing a lot of good stuff about
0: that 's the online multiplayer arena game, right yeah mm.
2: Um, haven't played that yet. That might be a bit intense. That um, is,
0: you're sh- you're aiming with your head to shoot. Uh, as far I'm, as I've heard,
2: no idea. Okay, yeah, so.
0: that sounds
1: that sounds um, difficult.
2: Yeah,
1: you because the other the other big game I've I've got and I've played is Eve Valkyrie, and you <laughs> to to lock on missiles in that you aim with your head basically, and it, it works really well. You pilot with controls
2: good. then, or pilot
1: with controls, um, shoot with controls, but to lock on with a missile, you look at the. You look at the enemy, you lock on, and then you And that's, that's and intuitive,
2: because, I mean, one of the problems yes. people had with Star Fox Sex Swing was, uh, that, that game will forever be known as that, but uh, yeah. was the two things at the same time having to use them. But that
1: one, you, that one, you had to look down at the other screen and look up. That, that sounds like a, just a mess to me.
2: <laughs> but this um, one but, is literally flying at the same time as you're like looking. That's cool.
1: Uh, yeah, again, even... It's, you know, a bit more far-fetched than shooting a gun even, but it's still as you would in real life, I imagine. You know, it's like driving a car, you look where you want it to go. In Eve, you look where you want your ship to go to the degree. And yeah. Sounds
2: cool. And, My, uh, I have e- that.
1: every, every time you, t- you take off, you get launched through a long tube. Basically, basically the game is, is Battlestar Galactica. It's even narrated by Katie Sackhoff, who's Starbuck in Battlestar Galactica. Hmm. And you get launched out of a launch tube when you take off. And honestly, you know, the feeling to me is exactly the same as when I'm on a real plane in a, in real
2: life taking off. Did you find? Me. Did you sit down for that game?
1: That's the one I'm sitting down for, that for sure. Yeah,
2: <laughs> you're, you're in
1: a you're in a cockpit. You're in a controller. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah.
2: And I do think that uh, immersion really helps. Like, if you put yourself in the same position that you would be in that game. Yeah. That's why I think for you, Danger Ball maybe didn't throw you quite as well, Rob, because maybe if you are sat down, it's not as intense as being like, okay, this is futuristic. Combat balls, as it were. Mm. Mm. Um, no, it's the
1: same. I wouldn't play
2: Batman sitting down;
1: it just feel weird.
2: Yeah, I think I think that's. But then maybe Wayward Sky or something or Volume Coder is perfectly fine to be. Yeah, you know.
1: Well, even even until dawn, I play that sitting down because you're in a roller coaster. Yeah, that would make sense. Just
0: playing the game as your character is in game.
1: Yeah. I, I think it just helps the immersion.
0: Were you were you sitting down with Wayward Sky?
1: Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you
2: know what helps? Again- helps the immersion. Taking off the lenses from the- <laughs> yes, the lens the lens to, covers. To,
0: okay, so this is the plastic film on the lens.
1: Like uh, like anything you get, like a new phone has a that really stealthy bit of plastic sticker covering it for protection.
0: That usually has like a bit of writing on it, like on a phone, so you can't use it as the cover.
2: Yeah, yeah we um, neither me or Stu realised that that was actually yeah. on. I
1: spent the whole launch day with it. Me too. I
2: noticed the second day. Yeah. And then finally, when I took it off, I was like, oh, that looks amazing. Because <laughs> had, everything had a kind of grainy texture to it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, it'll still do. That's fine.
0: Like I'm chemically kind of shimmer.
2: Yeah, something like, it, it just wasn't, nothing was as, as crisp and clean as I hoped it would be. And then I took those quite thick pieces of film off there. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> that's,
0: a, that's a nice surprise, I guess.
2: Yeah, I was like, I was happy with the shitty eyes and then it was the- <laughs> well, to
1: to be honest, it's why I'm kind of envious as well because of Tom not having moved yet, because it basically means you get a second first experience.
2: Yeah, I get a second rush once I start playing all yeah. of these move games and like, whoa, I've got a hands. <laughs> yeah. That's gonna be great. But then I was wondering maybe like there's a lot of games that maybe would work really well in VR and you know there's the thing, not even being a game designer and my my head is literally spinning with the possibilities of what people could do. Well,
1: do you, do you know what I said today, and I'm surprised it's not planned, is The Witness. Is it not? No.
2: I thought... There's unofi-
1: if I mean Because I said this earlier, I mean, I looked it up, and there's, like, uno- unofficial VR support on on PC. Right. But <clears throat> he's, actually, he's actually said he'll never do PSVR. And he gives a really lame excuse in my opinion. He says, to, to do that, I would have had to have, like, done it years ago. But no, you can do it now.
2: Well, I don't know if he... If, you know, some people... Like those kind of designers, maybe they want to they want it built in right from scratch. Well, that's
1: then, what I mean, he was kind of complaining. is like to do that, I could I would have needed the tech two years ago. Was like, uh, he
0: would yeah. have wanted it to be there at launch because he he's done with that game kind of thing, right?
1: I think he just doesn't. He's never. I've read. I you know watched like indie game, the movie, and movie. He kind of always seems quite critical of first parties, so he probably doesn't want to go through the patching process.
2: Yeah, I mean, mm. anything could. You know, I'd really love to play. Everybody's gone to the rapture in VR, yeah, yeah. I think that would work spectacularly well, um, especially with a 3D surround sound which is something which, yeah. which we haven't mentioned but is actually really mm. good.
1: For, you should have asked them when, when you met them if they are going to do
2: it. Yeah, man, I didn't really want to just, you know, because they to be fair, they hated working with Sony by the sounds of it. So, <laughs> <Not really. laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially Jessica Curry had a really bad time with Sony. Um, so, I, mean, I, I think yeah. some in-
1: indie devs have a hard time readjusting to like Outside forces who actually want them to have deadlines and milestones. Which, yeah, and deadlines. A lot more admin and paperwork. Not it's also only that. the better of the project, but I can see yeah, it clashing with that kind of.
2: Yeah, it can. And when you're when you're going into VR, I mean, if 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 VR support eventually comes to it, then I'll play the hell out of it again, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, we raise an interesting point, I think, about something for me which has been on my mind is similar to 3D movies. You've got movies that were made in 3D, Hmm. and then you've got movies which were post-processed into 3D. And for me, I can always tell the quality. Like The Hobbit films, for me, look shocking in 3D. I think I saw the first one in 3D and then stopped because it was like, that was awful. Whereas even way back at the beginning of the tech, Avatar, for all its faults as a movie, was actually an experience in 3D. And I do feel the same about these games. Like I'm I'm hoping that they're not gonna sort of shovel a load of sort of post game VR support unless it's done right. Like Mike Bithel hasn't tried to make volume into VR. He said hey,
0: Just with a depth.
2: Here's a here's a bunch of yeah, here's a bunch of extra levels that you can play in a different way in VR. That's cool. But for me, yeah, I don't wanna yeah. be like Oh, by the way, Mafia now has VR support, where you're floating over the back of Lincoln Clay's shoulder. You know,
0: like do you, do you see yourself? I guess based on what you're saying, probably not. But do you would you see yourself playing a normal game just in VR for the sake of it?
2: I I played Mafia, and it was a bit weird because suddenly the screen is so big. Like obviously, yeah. <laughs> you don't have the three D immersion, so. It's like but did you
1: did, did you know that it defaults to medium and there's actually a bigger setting I didn't know that
2: I did not know that either how yeah. do you change so there's that? a huge
1: setting which is basically a billboard
2: right and how do you change that
1: in just in the settings I think Other you the devices need, oh, okay yeah I, I think I think you need the VR on there's an extra setting and yeah it actually defaults to the middle size
2: right which is still size. like strapping a fair size projector yes. to your face to the point where I was playing mafia and you have to look down into the right to see your minimap because it blurs out at the edges of your vision so you can see what's happening in front of you, and it was fun to put the uh like dash cam view of driving just have the the bonnet out in front of you and driving like that was actually pretty mm-hmm. cool in this enormous screen, but at the same time it's i mean it's remarkably simple to set up is the the peripheral, but you've still got your wires you've still got a big thing strapped to your face like i can't imagine playing v r in madrid in summer unless you've got decent aircon in your house and you've got a constant 21 degrees you know
0: and there's a resolution of course
2: the the resolution but again my tv is kind of old but this is a thing Hmm. in my living room so small and i've got a 50 inch tv you know so i don't really need anything bigger than that yeah and i don't need all the hassle i get home from work it's like right i'll bang a level of you know a couple of missions on mafia or i'll I'll play a level of this or I'll go do that for, for half an hour. It goes back to what we said a little bit a few, like, pre-VR uh, launch, which was, it's a bit bondagey for me. <laughs> it's uh,
0: Just it, the, the setup required.
2: Yeah, it's like, okay, if I'm going to play a normal game, I'm not going to get all that kit out, plug it in, put it on my face, boot everything up, make sure the resolution's fine, make sure everything's comfortable and adjusted, and for example like I played Mafia for, three, for seven hours on Sunday I couldn't have done that on VR yeah you would have. I, 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 can,
1: I can give you an example of what might change your mind though I mean I've said it a few times but Shovel Knight in cinema mode was incredible right it actually makes the graphics of the game better which is the first time I've seen that in VR because obviously I've tried The Witcher as well I've tried Dark Souls which were both epic for like just to try but again I wouldn't sit there and play those games in VR but playing Shovel Knight it's like playing a NES game on your own cinema. If it works perfectly.
2: I guess. I guess maybe because there's not that much going on. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, there was no adds, But
0: as to the style, like the intent yeah. of that game is to look retro, but with graphics that you weren't possible back there. then. And like, again,
1: su- surprisingly enough, it actually looks better than it does on my TV. Right. So mm-hmm. the only case of that on VR. So it's actually enhancing the game. For, you know, two reasons. It's bigger, which is cool, and it actually looks nicer.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a mess around with definitely, uh, like, some different titles. Like, I think part of the problem is that Mafia on PS4 isn't graphically that good anyway. Mm. Um, especially, like, sky textures, and there's something weird going on with the lighting in that game.
0: <laughs> You're like, just getting a load of bloom when I'm it's rainy so and at night. so much bloom.
2: Yeah, so much bloom, <laughs> or on, like, sunny mornings when the sun's coming up and reflecting off a wet surface... Yeah, It's just absolutely blinding to the point where you can't see anything that's coming towards you.
0: It's pretty heavy on PC, but yeah, I think they overdid it and more so on console.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's just because you can't control those settings really either. So, sure. you know, um, I'm just getting like washed out by a lot of it. But um, definitely I think there's room for a lot of the smaller games to look good. Um, um, Shovel Knight, I'll try. I don't actually like the game so much. I know that's... I, I,
1: I don't no, <laughs> I, I don't love it myself, but it just makes me really excited to play those kind of games graphically in cinema mode
0: like you could see yourself playing like super time force uh pac-man championship edition um oh rogue legacy yeah like all of these games yeah
1: i could sit down in vr and play those games as i do normally but yeah i couldn't sit there and play the Witcher or dark souls i wonder
2: i wonder if rogue legacy would give you a bit of an advantage playing on a massive screen you got more time to see what's coming at you or something i don't know
0: or less time because it's too far away <laughs>
2: yeah like we <woo. laughs>
0: can't even see it
2: <laughs> but um yeah i mean there's definitely so much more exploration i've had it since launch day mm. and i haven't had enough time being you know at full time employment etc etc i haven't had enough time to do half the stuff that i wanted to do
0: sure well it's been less than a week man
2: yeah, yeah. but at the same time you know uh, what i am really surprised about is the amount of quality at launch hmm like
0: yeah, that's that's good. I think it's probably benefited from being third out of the three main VR headsets because there's some games their launch day, like uh, Job Simulator, and and um, keep talking that hmm. are just ready. They've been they've tried and tested, exactly. Um, which is it's great considering that there is a hurdle to go through more for PS4 than for for PC, which is the you know getting through first party getting through sony like it's impressive how many games we have to talk about um that are launch that are good but i I guess they're, they're still like there's a honeymoon period we're talking with potentially being kind of a captive audience here with you know wanting to feel like we're enjoying everything that's coming out but you know we've we've already talked candidly about some stuff that kind of sucks like Drive Club being a prime example.
2: Yeah, but I I do know as well that like I don't know if it's going to continue into the future, but I do know they have mm. some very stringent testing for this stuff because like nothing is allowed to make you feel sick. Yeah. You know. Okay. There's going to be the outliers. There's going to be people who have issues with motion or are more sensitive, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, that are going to feel a little bit ill, maybe. But yeah. nothing. I mean, you, like you say, you're not going to get all the creepy sex stuff. On this, but you're also not going to get the just the balls out insane stuff that people are eventually going to release on pc for the vive or the the rift
0: but you might like eventually you know you're also not going to get all of the early access jank that you get on the steam
2: no of course it it, it all has to be tested and it's all going to be like finished to certain point because the thing is on on obviously on sony that you know anybody can make a game and if you follow the paperwork and you've got the money you can get your game on on playstation Sure. You know, there's not a huge amount of testing that goes into it, depending on the game. So the marketplace has become a little bit sort of more diluted in recent years. Mm. And there is some absolute guff on there. But but I think with this, I think there's a much more sort of stringent testing policy that goes, whoa, 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 not that, you know.
0: At least for a while.
1: I, I, I think if it's on PC and it's good, the chances are it'll be on PSVR. Yeah. Because even the balls to wall ones that are making you sick are probably not going to be good games. Sure. And and the trouble with VR is, is it's very subjective. It's like you know something might make me sick that doesn't make you guys sick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's very that's very hard to develop for.
2: Yeah. Like yeah. like Earl said, he had real trouble with DriveClub VR. The only thing I had trouble with was. Uh, um like the menus again it was just the way the world moves it didn't feel right but it didn't make yeah. me it didn't make me nauseous it just made me feel a bit uncomfortable
0: you're pretty uh okay in real life though tom right like you you don't suffer too much
2: no i don't get motion sickness right? no i don't get motion sickness don't get seasickness you know mm. don't even get sick after too many beers which i probably should but don't <laughs> <laughs> my body holds it all yeah. in
1: I, th- I think the longest kind of straight session i've had was about three hours of just I hundred percented Batman basically, hmm. including some trophy pouring, which is very difficult in VR. <laughs> yeah, to keep keep taking the headset off, and I, I felt a bit bad after that session, but I also hadn't eaten at that point Um because you know virtual reality made me forget to eat. And I also hmm. had the headset very tight at one point, um, hmm. which was cool because it was tight, but it was like really like, drilling into my brain.
0: Did you yeah. get like a VR ring no. around your eyes? No.
1: It's amazing how kind of the the band does get really sweaty without you realizing
2: because it's made of basically sort of a plasticy leathery thing.
1: Yeah, like I don't feel sweaty, but the the band is like covered in
2: sweat. Yeah. especially if you've been playing Danger Ball or uh, Thumper or Res. But yeah, no, or, I mean,
0: or enjoying Batman a bit too much. Yeah,
2: <laughs> bat nipples. <laughs> um, no, but that's the that's the thing for me. Like, I've I've been loving it, but I I will say truthfully that I haven't played for longer than probably an hour mm. in any session without taking it off and it is for me more of a dip in kind of experience like oh I'm going to go play half an hour of Danger Ball and then I'll take it off
1: Well I was actually going to say earlier because I read this in a random comment today but actually you know talking of the old situation VR is actually probably one of the better gaming platforms for having kids around because yeah you're not going to play it for hours on end so you can do half an hour of shooting people and then looking after your kids.
2: As long as there's someone in the house while you've got the 3D yes. surround sound. The, yeah, while yeah. yeah. you can't, can't see board. anything, yeah. <laughs>
1: the, the, the biggest disaster I've had is sitting on my cat yesterday. Yeah. I, he, he jumped up on the couch while I was playing Batman and I went to sit down to look up the video to get some trophies and sat down.
2: I bumped my head because my, my gaming niche is under the mm. stairs. And I was, standing, I was standing up in the living room, but as I like stepped back a couple of times, like, I think I was playing the playroom. And mm-hmm. to get your, when your character walks backwards, the screen automatically moves, but I didn't really understand that at first.
0: How far you'd gotten? You no, know.
2: so I tried to walk back. You don't have to move. You move the oh, character okay. and the, it sort of scales back. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that, so instinctively I tried to step backwards to pull the camera back bonked my head on the uh, <laughs> no, it, on the stairs
1: <laughs> it's amazing how your instincts kick in because playing Until Dawn for example you know you're going on a roller coaster fast through a forest and you'll have your arms out shooting and mm. I lost count of the times so I quickly pull my arm in so I do not get hit by a tree or something Yeah. <laughs> or think. there's a bit of Batman where you're looking through like a little um, like prison cell like letterbox and mm. you're peering in and you're trying to not hit your head on the, the sides of it and just you know, yeah, it's uh, really amazing
2: I was I was having loads of fun with that. Like uh, the the best one is when somebody else in the house tells you something, and you look Hmm. at them, and there's nothing there. (laughs) (laughs) Because like in one game, I I don't know maybe I was even in the PlayStation menus, and I turned Hmm. to the right because somebody was saying something to me, and it was just blackness. (laughs) Hmm. Because there's nothing outside the menu; you're just in void space, you know. But uh, yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up before we keep talking for you know ever and ever.
0: So. If I think if you've got a if you've got interest in PS in uh, VR and you have a PS four,
1: you're already half it's, the way there, right? It, it's a no brainer. It's the most accessible e- experience for VR.
2: Not only accessible, yeah. but really, really well done for me. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. If they'd I said, mean, "Here's a cheap VR set. There's a couple of janky games. Have a look around," you know.
1: I mean, quick, quickly before we go because I don't see it touched upon often. As we're talking about, you know, it's a well done VR. The audio is incredible. Yeah, it in really this, is. In this headset. So it's got an inline um, It's like three D sound. Yeah. That it's does three D sound. Yeah. 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 It's it's incredible. I, I don't really see anyone talking about that in reviews, but again, Sony should be applauded for the sound. Should be well
2: yeah, to, to come sort of free. That's the kind of thing Apple yeah. would have fucking charge you sixty quid for.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, at least. But this is like comfortable earbud, like it's the first in ear earbuds that haven't popped out of my ears either. You know, I have real problems with in-ear headphones to the point where I don't ever use them.
1: And, and just little things. It's like, because they know you're going to be not being able to see them, like the right earbud is slightly bigger, so you know which one is the right one by touch. Yeah. Like, I just... Little touches like that. No, they just know what they're doing.
2: You've got your inline controls as well to mute the mic, turn up the volume, yeah. turn the... The only problem, yeah, you don't really know what the volume or the power button is on that one, so you have to be careful. <laughs> um. But it's always good, I mean, with this kind of thing, it's it's good to have it all laid out so you know where everything is before you start, because obviously you're putting a vision-impairing mask on. Um, but yeah, I mean, it does say as well you can use your own headset, but I'd happily say that I don't think wearing my Turtle Beach Elite 800s, which are like 7.1 surround sound, I don't think they would bring anything else to the table. Um, no, I,
1: I think the sound is incredible,
2: and I think having the light earbuds is better because, like, what I don't yeah. want on top of the headset is a massive set of full surround sound headphones. Mm. Um, but yeah, the sound is really, really wonderful, and it's it's one of the benefits where you have it turned up and just immerse yourself. Yeah, you know,
1: I mean, it, it, that then makes it a bit more of an antisocial experience if you have someone there. Because I'm like, you know, you're selfish because you want to hear the sound yourself because it increases the experience for you.
2: But certain you know, games yeah. are more antisocial. Like, you know, I wouldn't necessarily be playing Res Infinite with somebody sat watching me. No, it is.
0: Can you can you have the sorry? Can you have the sound in the headphones as well as on the TV?
2: Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. Oh, you
0: can. Okay.
2: Yeah, I was so playing it all yesterday. I, I turned it down because I didn't want to annoy Blanca because I was playing Thumper, and it's like this, mm, this is cool for me, but because you've got the screen on, you've got the sound on as well.
1: Yeah, I've, I think because I've got a soundbar, it probably got in the way, and I need to work it
2: out. Yeah, I've just got a box standard TV, so it was uh, it was playing both. But yeah, I mean mm. that's that's the thing. Out of the box, everything's included for you to. And we we are going to say as well that we are not in any way endorsed by <laughs> PSVR or Sony. It just have is. You what t- have
1: you seen what t-shirt you're wearing? I
2: am it? wearing a PlayStation t-shirt, but apart from that, uh, <laughs> no. I mean, it's just a great out-of-the-box experience you yeah. if you've got the moves already or you've bought them you need the camera okay so you do i mean you definitely need the camera you can't use it without the camera so that is another 30 something euros 30 pounds of outlay
0: they do a bundle that has them all is that correct or is that not available in europe i don't know
1: bob was saying he hadn't seen it in europe i can't say i have but i haven't looked because i had it pre-ordered anyway and i didn't need a yeah. bundle
2: yeah i had the camera already for
1: streaming purposes so but, I've but got, do you know I've got everything what? except the the VR now. Yeah. <laughs> but w- one thing you don't need is a TV. It works without a TV. Yeah. It's hmm. Like I know that's pointless,
2: but
1: <laughs> no, if you ever wanted to, if you ever wanted to game and you can't afford a TV, you can
2: game with VR. Yeah. If you but bought so it, you, a you PS4. sold. No, no, sell your PC to get the PSVR. Your TV or whatever. But yeah, you know, it's no. it's for me. <laughs> it's great. It came in a nice little box. You unpack everything, everything. So, um, yeah.
1: Sony, everything Sony does is sexy. Again, yeah. not endorsed by Sony, but the box, the manual, the manual is great. It's like it's just step you know, by step. It's what IKEA could yeah. do. Yeah, you, it's like page one: do this, and it's simple things like connect this cable to this cable. Mm-hmm. Page two: connect this to this. It's it's easy to set up. You could do it probably without that because each cable also it has like they use the the PlayStation symbols nicely. So one of the connectors has the square and circle. And it goes into the socket, which also has the square and circle. And the other one has the X in triangle and stuff like
2: that. Yeah. It's and, really cool. And they're handy they're stickers. Nice. You know, handy stickers. HDMI for TV, HDMI for PlayStation. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and it even comes nah. with, it came with a, what is it? A charging USB and a HDMI. So you're like golden, you know? Because I know that nah. Sony are a bit cheap on their DualShock 4s. Like if you buy an extra DualShock, you don't get the USB charge cable in it which is
1: honestly sony like they're not half fastest they've produced a very nice looking very versatile very robust mm. great piece of kit with a great experience behind it
2: and that's uh well i mean the, just the photo of you that you took with the sort of just glowing in the darkness just
1: it's it's, it's beautiful <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you, yeah you don't often say that about tech things you play games with
2: yeah no, it's cool as well because the VR itself being white is a step away from PlayStation, but all the extras, like all the, the, the sort of transmitter unit and everything like that is all black. So yeah. when it's all set up next to each other, it looks really nice. And then you've got the standout white headset with the glowing blue lights. Yeah, it's just... Just fucking go and buy it already. Yeah. <laughs> go um, buy that. Yeah.
0: Now that they're all out, there's not really too much difference in the hardware. Like, you're not going to have a huge leap in in like a resolution fidelity, um, control. Like I, I I think I like the look of the vive controllers, but I've already got the move. I've already got two moves and and the camera. Um, and I've already got the console. So that's kind of halfway there. And I, I'm still not decided on getting one. Like, I think I'm going to hold fire for now. Um, but if you're... Is that because like, you I want gonna... somebody
2: to buy it for you for Christmas?
0: No, no, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't feel like I need it right now, there's other games I want to play and I'm I'm happy to, to you know, spectate and then get the occasional session with, with Earl at his place. But um, the main thing is, if if I was going to go in for any of these first generation headsets it would definitely be the PSVR by this point. I think mainly because I would like to be able to get the Vive and do a load of the stuff that they've got on PC, but drilling holes in my walls for little stands to put the lighthouses up yeah. and then moving around in a 3D space like that none of that's possible for me i don't and have enough space got, in
2: my house at all I and mean, there's yeah. going to be psvr experiences that i can't do because of a lack of space
0: sure you know? um so i'm thinking if i go in you know first generation it would be a psvr if not just wait and see what they manage to turn around with, with the second generation whether that's like a wireless headset better resolution you know better freight like frame of view because it's like not you can still see the edges it f- feels l- a little bit like you're looking through a, a portal but once you're in for a, you know five ten minutes you forget a lot of that
2: the first time you, you th- boot up a game like maybe when you've got the menu up you're like mm, i'm mm. not too sure about this the first time you boot up one of the really good games that they've got you boot, mm. like vr world's really that is the first thing. Like you open into sort of a chamber in a temple, yeah. And it it gradually lights up, and then it's just like, ah, I was yeah, like, yeah. holy shit! You yeah, know.
0: <laughs> there, there, there's something that, that comes up a lot when you're like in a loading screen or like in a dark game, like um, like Until Dawn, is uh, when the screen is lit but it's black. It feels like it's too close to my face, right. and I have to close my eyes because it feels like I'm trying to focus on something very, very close.
2: Maybe and, you get some residual reflection, like light coming in, and that's
0: it. Could be it could be a combination of light coming in and my yeah. glasses. Um, but you know, yeah, close. You know, draw the curtains and 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 you're sorted there. And yeah, yeah. I don't even feel like there's really anything going on that's you know wrong with the Move controllers. Like they're they they're reusing old hardware, but
2: in a good way. I yeah. The
1: VR VR was the destiny for the Move controllers. I used to hate them but I love them now. Hmm. Like they, I know some people may say different, but I've not had a single tracking issue. I think I'm quite lucky with my, my setup. It's like the perfect distance, I think. Hmm. But for me, they work perfectly. Uh, I, never, I never thought they were that great as motion
2: controllers.
0: Sure.
1: For v- VR, they've got like a
2: second life. Yeah. It's hmm. incredible. It's cool. Anyway, we should definitely wrap up before yes. we just go yes. on and on. Um, yeah, I, I'll say from me, it's been a perfect acquisition really happy Mm -hmm. with it and i agree no no buyer's
1: remorse for me
2: no buyer's remorse at all uh rob i would say if you if you ever get the temptation before you you know it won't replace your normal games
0: no it's just another like that's where my va vr games live in in there
2: yeah you know like i say i played a long weekend of AAA titles and other indie stuff today without even touching the vr and then i had a couple of hours where i'm like right i'm gonna go pick it up and play some actual vr stuff Mm -hmm. so yeah but yeah definitely it's a thumbs up from me
0: cool nice one okay um if you want to share with us your impressions of psvr ask us any questions from from a group of of owners um then hit us up on twitter facebook instagram all over the internet go play that and
1: uh rob remembered instagram i
0: did remember instagram it's been drilled into me by now (laughs) (laughs) yep we've got um a great instagram account that both hush and Stu curate uh a nice wall of of um regularly colors. updated colors and, and images from from different games and photos of us uh in silly poses um and there'll be more to come and as as last week we we announced we're going to be doing a 24-hour gaming marathon uh hush is now joining that train so there's going to be a full on four-player uh gaming at rob's action for but as not many the- of those 24 yeah. hours as possible um we, we shall see how that goes down. We'll have more information and details and, and specific start times as we get closer to the 12th of November.
2: But if you want to give us money, go to our yes. just giving page. It's pinned at the top of Twitter and yep. on Facebook, so go throw money yep. out. it. Um,
0: you, can, you can hit our donation page at Giving, which is tinyurl.com slash GPT24hour.
1: All right. With, with numbers, yes.
0: Two four hour. Yeah. Alright. Alright, thanks very much. Thanks guys. Good talking to you.
2: Yeah, it's a pleasure to have you Stu. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah.